You talk a lot about the uh, the co-optation of the uh, the um, the energy you get on the groundswell of these uh, these conflict moments, these moments where society kind of compacts and demands reform and demands change that we were living in the thick of a few years ago. And uh, as we were talking about a second ago, the, the, the pressure on the ruling class is kind of off right now compared to what it was back then. And you talk about in the book maybe how we've gotten here from there and an analysis of the uprising in a way that was really fascinating. I want to take the conversation back to uh, it's, uh, you know, the core of what we're talking about today, which is the U.S. penal system. Folks, uh, we've, you've heard about it. It sounds bad. We actually have a guest here who has been to Rikers Island in 2014 after a crackdown for the, uh, in support of the uprising in, in Missouri. Uh, how was that? Did you like it? What's your five-star review of Rikers Island? <laughs> Do you have a Yelp account that's reviewed it? Well, as my favorite musician, Freddie Madball, would say, you know, not long. Uh huh. Long enough to write this song, as he added, who, uh, about actually being held in the same building. So I was actually there for a very short amount of time at the Eric M. Taylor Center um, in 2016. Um, and it provided the basis um, for what became uh, captives. I just, I became very interested in the social role that this facility played in New York City because it's often represented as removed from the city. Uh, people are, uh, disappeared there, um, often very literally. Uh, people are put there um, away from access to their families, and sometimes people don't even know where they are. Um, and it's a jail, right? So it's where they're kept before trial. Yes, it's, a, it's, it's actually um, it's an island. It's an actual island uh, with one bridge a mile long connecting it to land. Um, and it's, it's not just one jail, but it's a complex of nine different facilities on this island. Um, and so in one way, it is very physically removed uh, from New York. And I mean, if you've been there, you feel, you know, that you feel that removal. But on the other hand, you can look out the window and you can see the Empire State Building. You can, you can see and hear the planes flying overhead, landing um, at LaGuardia Airport, which is actually right next door to Rikers, which means uh, many of you listening who have flown into uh, New York City have laid eyes on this place without even realizing what you were looking at. Um, and so while I was locked up there, um, I just became obsessed with the figuring out the exact role that this place plays in New York City because it felt so removed but yet so integrated into the social fabric. Um, you were dealing with people um, who spend most of their time out in the streets. Um, you know, the, certainly the, the large number of guards um, and civilians who work there are very much a part of New York City's social life. And the jail figures into the social life of the city, not just in the lives of the people who are directly um, impacted by it, the prisoners, um, the, the staff, the families of people who are locked up there. But it's also a looming cultural figure in New York City life. I mean, if you've ever tuned into Law & Order, you know, you hear all about Rikers, or if you read the tabloids, you think you know all about Rikers. And in the course of my research, I actually discovered that the French know a lot about Rikers oh. because of Dominique Strauss-Kahn. Uh, oh, who was really? held, who was held oh, there? Right. Um, and so, actually, one for a while, the best map that I had of the, the aerial map of the Rikers Island uh, penal colony was in French, from a French <laughs> publication that oh. had done an entire feature on what is this uh, medieval penal island that Strauss Kahn is being held at. What is Rikers Island? <laughs> I've never heard of it before. Yeah, the way we all talk about it, it takes on the character of like 
the Harry Potter prison of Azkaban right. kind of thing, which is why you would assume you would assume it's a prison and not a jail. But no, those people have not been convicted yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. I swear I will ask you politics and history questions in a minute, but I have to know because you talk about this in the introduction of the book. You talk about uh, you're in jail, you're you're waiting to be released, you're doing dips every day, looking at the Empire State Building. And I was thinking that's what I would do if I was in jail. It's a great opportunity for dips and pull-ups. You're never going to get better body weight opportunities than in that situation. What is the culture like? Is everybody waiting for these bars to go do the dips? Is there a line? Is it competitive? What are we talking about here? That's a great question. Um, And as I say, you have to do as many as possible because there's a line. um, Shit. There's a, there's a lot of people waiting behind you, people, guys, um, and you just you're up there for as many as you can do in a row. You don't want to embarrass yourself. If, I mean, if you want to do fifty in a row, then people will will wait their turn. That's a lot of dips. Uh, you know, if you can only do <laughs> if you can only do two or three, and then you go down. Don't try to get back up and do it again. You got to yeah. go to the back. Yeah, of the that'd line. be me. It's a bad that'd place to learn line. how to exercise, probably. Yeah. How many did you do? You don't mind me asking. I can do a lot of dips every time. Okay. You can nice. do thousands. 